Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with your mostess, Gaia Morissette. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, a BDSM wellness expert, a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. And today I want to talk, and a pro-dominatrix, and today I want to have a conversation with you about self-acceptance, even when you've done something really awful. And I'm going to, so some content war, uh, warning before we get into this so that you can be prepared to do what you need to do for yourself. Um, first thing is I'm going to share some of my story of my trauma story, um, some of the things I'm going to, you know, share some of the things that I've done that have been pretty crappy. Um, so I really, you know, if you're like, I don't want to know that about Gaia, or I am, you know, it's easy, I'm going to be triggered by this, then please, please, please um, do what you need to do to just take care of yourself. And I will see you the next in our next episode. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that all that housekeeping is all taken care of. So I have been uh, struggling um, a lot, actually, uh, recently, um, because I had some new memories come up to the surface of, of my past trauma, childhood trauma. Good morning. And, um, and lots of love. I'm going to need lots of love, everybody, today. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be vulnerable and share. So anyways, I've had a lot of new memories re recently surface um, from when I was a child and I was ritually, satanically abused. And some of the memories that I've had that have come up to the surface have really challenged my ability to feel lovable and love and love myself and accept myself um, because I was made to do and forced to do some really, really horrendous and awful things. And so... I didn't really want to have this conversation today. This is very uncomfortable for me to be sharing um, this stuff with you guys. And even just to admit that I've been struggling with this, this piece of um, coming to terms with and self-acceptance. Because it's easy to come to terms with self-acceptance when you've done things that, you know, yeah, they're just human. You, you know, you kind of fucked up a little bit, and, you know, no big deal. But it's much harder to come to terms in self-acceptance when the things that you've done are really horrific and really horrible. And, um, and you know, this is, you know, often, um, you know, soldiers struggle struggle with this piece a lot of being able to come to the place of of still feeling lovable and okay with who they are as a human being because of the things that they were trained uh, to do. And so um, that's what we're going to talk about today. So anyway, so I've been struggling with this piece and and embracing who I am and embracing all sides of me, the light, the dark, the good, the bad. Um, and while I've been struggling with all of those pieces, um, I've had this wonderful insights that I wanted to share with you. So before we get into what logistics are about how you know how do we handle this right I just want you to take a moment because all of us have done something 
that we are not proud of and that we have carried with us as being this makes us unlovable this makes us unworthy of happiness this makes us so it shows up and it affects all these different areas of our lives so I just want you to take a moment take a breath if you don't know what that is then you know it's still there so you, you've you've just suppressed it um or you've done your work and you've healed it and so yay you <laughs> okay Everybody just take a moment. Let's take a deep breath in. Exhale. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. One more time. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. All right. So that thing, that secret, that uh, experience, that thought, whatever it is that you have put into this bubble of that makes, if, if people knew they would hate you or if people knew they wouldn't love you or people knew that they, about this, you would, they would reject you. I want you to take that experience, that thought, that feeling and I want you to just put it in a bubble for right now. Put a bubble around it so that it doesn't have the emotional charge that's attached to it. Okay, beautiful. All right, so let's continue. <laughs> now that we got that taken care of, <laughs> I don't want you panicking and freaking out. <laughs> okay, so let's put it in a bubble and it's away for, for a moment. We don't need to look at it at the moment, okay? So I want to talk to you about guilt and shame. And why do we have guilt and why do we have shame? And that's what that icky, horrible feeling is within yourself. So guilt is where we, um, guilt is a built-in mechanism, an emotional built-in mechanism to prevent us from being sociopaths, psycho psychopathic sociopaths. Because when we do something wrong, and I don't even want to say wrong, when we do something harmful to others or ourselves, what it does is it makes us feel really awful. Guilt is like, it's like, oh, you feel, it makes you feel sick to your stomach. It can make you feel like you just feel awful and icky and like, it's just like, one of the worst feelings. And when you have that guilt feeling, the reason why we have that guilt feeling is so that we don't continue to do that behavior again. Because we associate that when I acted this way, did this thing, thought this thing, whatever, the thing that is causing the guilt that's doing harm, um, when we have that we, we don't want to feel it again, so then we don't, we, we don't go there again. We, we modify, we course correct, we modify our behavior and our thoughts and our actions. So that's a good thing. So, so yay guilt, because if we didn't have guilt, we might be off running around murdering people without any conscience about it. So that's a good thing. Now, 
What happens though, is that when guilt turns from, from like it serves its purpose, which is for us to feel this bad feeling, to be like, okay, I'm gonna make a new choice. And when I make this new choice, um, I'm gonna course correct. And so now you've done the process, but what happens is guilt turns to shame when we don't release it. If we don't let it go, we don't, we don't come to terms with ourselves. We don't have self-acceptance, um, self-compassion. Um, we didn't learn from it. Um, and we don't come up with systems to course correct that. What that does is it then starts to become and integrated within us to shame. And when we have that deep shame, this is where we've taken that guilt feeling that's healthy for us to have and we've internalized it or somebody else has projected their shame onto us and we've internalized it and it starts to do all sorts of icky things within us it starts us our, our thoughts our beliefs our behaviors all sorts of things and now it's like this gooey icky inside us that we can't seem to get rid of so when we do something and 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 it's important so when we do something and we do something that is hurtful um to others ourselves or the our environment around us um then the guilt kicks in but then the shame kicks in after the guilt because we feel like we shouldn't have done that so there's the i shouldn't have i shouldn't have i shouldn't have and it starts to eat away at us the guilt served its purpose now it's moved to shame and shame's not serving us anymore and so we need to release that so a couple different ways that I've learned over the years to kind of, you know, counter counteract this, I've done horrible things and I can still love myself and look in the mirror. <laughs> All right. So I just want to drop into that for a second. So the first piece is, all right, looking at, well, why did I do that? Why did I do that awful thing? Was it because I was feeling hurt and so I was lashing out? So these are see, these are kind of some of the main reasons. I'm just going to list, all right? Um, so there's the, I'm lashing out because I feel hurt. There's the, um, I just felt like it because I wanted to and I didn't care about the consequences or anybody else's feelings. There's the, um, I needed to do this in order to survive. There's the, I had no other, I had no other feeling, I had no other choice, but if I didn't do this, I was going to die. Um, somebody else forced your hand to do it. Um, so those are like the big ones. Those are the big ones why we walk around um, doing things that are awful. And so once you know why, then it's easy to do course correction. So and we'll get into our emotions in a second, but it's really important that you know the why. Because if you don't know the why, you actually may not course correct and you may do it again. 
And each time you do it again, it will support the fact that you feel like you're a horrible human being and you don't deserve love. And I'm going to get into all of these other pieces in a second that you don't deserve love, you're unworthy, um, and you deserve to be punished and you in all areas of your life. And because you are moving from that place of, of, of creating that space of punishment and unworthiness, you may actually make that same choice again so that it reinforces, see, you're a horrible human being. And that's the funny thing about the brain is that it will do, it'll behave how its core beliefs, whatever it believes to be true, it will set up your life scenarios, relationships, experiences to reinforce what that belief is. And so if you did something horrible and you believe that you're a horrible person because you did that awful thing, you will reinforce that over and over and over and over again throughout your whole entire life. So you can see why it's really important to get to the root of those places so that we can release it and let go of it and come to this place of self-acceptance about it and self-compassion about it. And if you've noticed, I've not used the word forgiveness once. And, and there, there's a reason behind that. Um, the word forgiveness is tied into a lot of stuff for people, good, bad, and ugly, right? And so this is why I, I have not used the word self-forgiveness or forgiveness because it's, 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 a, it's a very charged word. So instead I use the word self-acceptance um, and self-compassion and self-love. These are the three, three ways in which we need to release those things that we've done that have, you know, been awful or that we feel that is awful or that we feel that is this dirty little secret that if anybody knew about me, I, they would dis be disgusted by me and they would leave me and hate me and punish me and all these things, depending on what degree we're talking about here. So, all right, let's circle back around. So you've done something awful. We've all put that awful thing in the bubble. And if you're brave enough, I want you to pop the bubble and look at it for a second. Take a deep breath in. I got you. Okay. Now, I want you to decide, figure out, okay, what, and if you start to get too emotionally charged, put it back in the bubble. <laughs> hey, put it back in the bubble. And you can just make the bubble translucent so you can see through it, but you're not emotionally charged, attached to it anymore, okay? All right. So what was the reason why you did that awful thing? Was it safety? Was it survival? Was it uh, reactive? Was it because uh, you just felt like it and you just wanted to do that? Like, what were the reasons? All right, so now that you have the reason, you can decide, all right, would I do that again? If the circumstances were the same, would I choose that again? If the answer is yes, um, then um, I think that there's some deeper stuff going on 
that um, we're not going to be able to clear that today. So if the answer is yes, yeah, I would totally do that again. Um, then I highly recommend you reaching out to me so that we can navigate that and clear stuff out and heal that and whatever's going on there. And, um, you know, okay. So that one's a bigger, you need some support. The second thing is, is that if the answer is no, I will not do that again. You've already set up the chain reaction that I won't do that again. And, um, and because I won't do that again, you don't have to worry about it happening again. So you can let it go. It served its purpose now. You can, you can just like release it and let it go. The next phase of this place of self-acceptance, self-love, and self-compassion is I found that we carry typically that thing that we are so afraid that if somebody were to know about us, that they would find us disgusting and would hate us and not love us and, and we're unworthy of all those pieces. That, that place, that thing, you need to find someone that is a safe, safe, non-judgmental space that you can tell your secret to, that they can just hold space for you're still, you're still good. You're still good. I hear you. It's all okay. Now, it's really, really important, though, that you either find somebody that's professional, like a counselor, a therapist, a coach, somebody who is trained to be able to hold whatever it is that you're carrying with you and to hold space for you in that place with you. So don't pick a friend. Don't pick a partner. Don't pick somebody that is, uh, first of all, judgy. <laughs> That's, that's not going to support what you're trying to do here. Okay. Um, pick somebody that you know can handle it. The other thing too is that they can handle it. If your secret or your thing that you've done is, is, you know, that is awful, that is really like a hard thing for people to accept, you need to pick the right person so that this will work for you. Because once we voice it, once we, once we let go of the charge of it and we speak it out loud to somebody that can support us through that process, then what that does is it takes out the charge. It takes out the emotions. It takes out the dirty little secret. It takes that, all that pieces out so that you can actually start to move to this place of self-acceptance, self-love, and self-compassion. Okay? And this is a huge topic, and there's many areas, many aspects of it. So that's the, the best way to start this process. Now, I just want to take a moment to say, well, what is self-acceptance? So I'll talk about, I'm going to give a specific here. When I was younger, I cheated. I cheated on every partner I ever had. And while I was cheating, I did a lot of awful things. I lied. 
I cheated. Um, I felt shame and guilt and loathing of myself. Um, I felt like they couldn't, um, you know, I hurt people. Um, sometimes I hurt people because I, you know, there's lots of reasons behind why I was cheating, but that those reasons are irrelevant at the end of the day. Um, you know, I mean, I know what those reasons were so I could course correct it. That's why we need to know what the reason is so that we can course correct what, whatever it is so that we set up a new scenario. But um, at the end of the day, I did some really horribly awful things. And I felt like a horrible human being every day. Now, part of that, I'm going to actually circle back down to what the core of that is. Part of that feeling awful, like a horrible human being, was that behaviors and those behaviors were reinforced because as a child, I was made to do some really awful things, things that are not so easily uh, forgiven and not so easily accepted as being okay and being an okay human being because I was forced to do those things. And so because of that, I actually started to create a lot of scenarios in which I could be feel like I was a horrible human being. That I, It's almost like I had to do some things that society would still think were horrible, but would still accept, right? Um, and so because of that, I started making a lot of choices and did a lot of things because I didn't remember my trauma. I didn't remember my abuse. I didn't know where it was really coming from, like the core of it. And so um, now that I know all of those things, it's like, oh, hindsight's amazing, right? You're like, oh, that makes total sense. Why that? Why I did that? Why I chose that? Why I did this? Why I did that? So while I was moving from those places and doing hurtful things to others, um, it could just continue. I could just continue to feel bad. And then because I continued to feel bad, then I couldn't allow anybody to love me. And, and because I couldn't allow anybody to love me, I wasn't worthy of love, I couldn't love myself. So then I started making all sorts of choices based on that. And the friendships that I chose and the people that I chose to surround me were filled with judgment and about lots of stuff. And I received all of that because part of me, deep down inside, believed that I deserved to be punished. I deserved to be they're looked down upon. I deserve to feel awful. I deserve to feel the shame because of the horrible human, the horrible human being that I believed I was because of the things that I had done. And so that showed up in my relationships, my friendships, my working relationships, my, you know, health choosing not choosing to take care of my body at times and not eating properly like it showed up everywhere so this is a big one and um i can't i can't we can't solve it in a, in a in a quick little live conversation about this However, if this really resonates with you and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to let go of all of that stuff. I'm ready to be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you and you're amazing. And I love all of you and I accept all of you. 
because it's not just suppressing or releasing or getting rid of those parts of me of the things that I had done. It's also embracing and accepting that that is a part of who I am. And it's a part of who I've become because of circumstances or situations. And, but yet there's a healthy way to experience that. There's a healthy way in which I can embrace those parts of me, those darker, there's those darker, sh uh, shadier, um, you know, sides of myself. And for me, part of this has been embracing that I am both bubbly and light and happy, as all of you know, because you've been hanging out with me for a while. But I'm also can be scary and dark and, you know, and have a real edge to who I am. And a part of me does very much like to cause other people harm. However, um, because I don't like feeling guilt and shame and I've healed and I've come to terms and self-acceptance, I've created environments in my life where that's consensual. And so that I move in, in a space of like doing no harm to others without consent. And so I've created this beautiful space, this beautiful place in my world where I can accept who I am, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the dark and the light. And so in the morning, and so here's part of that self-acceptance piece, is not running away from what I've done, embracing it, accepting it, learning from it, releasing the shame that's attached to it. And then the personality traits that may be associated with that, um, that's okay. It's part of who I am. It's how I move. Like, I wouldn't be really, here's a great example. I wouldn't be really amazing at my job. My job in the world is to really push everybody's buttons and to really make everybody uncomfortable. I actually get glee out of making people uncomfortable. The reason I get glee from making people uncomfortable because there's, part, there's a part of me that's dark and, and sociopathic and, and we all have that. Why do we laugh when someone hurts themselves? That's not nice. That's not okay. Yet we all have it. We all have those within ourselves. So that's part of that self-acceptance is like, okay, this is part of who I am. But how do I do it so that I don't, I don't hurt others and I don't need to feel bad and feel like a piece of shit about who I am and how I'm moving in the world? So that's the piece of the self-acceptance part is that acknowledging the part that you played in that and the payoff that you got from doing that thing, that awful thing, and is a part of who you are. It is a part of who you are. Coming to terms with it and accepting it is a key part of the, the how do I course correct. I could do harm and do awful things or in a non-consensual way, or I can create an environment where I can create consent around me and everybody who's participating and facilitating those outlets for me um, are all okay with it. But feeling shame 
doesn't serve me. Feeling awful doesn't serve me. Now, the last piece that I really want to really leave you guys with is that there's nothing that's so awful that with self-acceptance, course correction, um, uh, choosing not to do it, <laughs> which is the course correction spot, um, that cannot be released and, you know, redemption can happen. And, and I don't even like, I mean, I don't want to use, that's why I've tried not to avoid the word forgiveness in this conversation. I also don't, you know, redemption, but it's, it's really, yes, it is a very difficult conversation. <laughs> thank you for holding space and sharing that with, with, with me. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome for dropping in and owning. Um, and sharing that with me, that makes me feel loved and safe and yes this is hard <laughs> this is a hard conversation so um so the piece i want to leave you with is about how many different ways do you create punishment in your life punishment punishing yourself for those things because you have not come to that place of self-acceptance and self self-acceptance and self-acceptance or sorry self-acceptance and self-compassion and self-love do you choose friends that are going to shame you and look down on you and be like, well, I'd never do that. And wow, you're not okay. And what's wrong with you? Do you choose partners that can't love you, that are incapable of love, who are incapable of communication, are incapable of being present and acceptance of who you are and always wants you to change? If do you um, do you set up self-sabotage all over the place when you are about ready to land a really good job and you blow up your whole world um, and you pick a fight with somebody? Um, do you um, prevent yourself from having love? Do you present yourself from healing do you prevent yourself from being physically healthy in this wonderful body of yours so that you can accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish in the world do you, how are all the ways in which the byproduct of that thing that you did that was awful that you think you're now a disgusting horrible human being that that's what you're carrying with you how are all the ways that you are reinforcing that and believing that you deserve to be punished whether it's through the people that you choose, the behaviors that you do, the sabotage that prevents you from, you know, having wealth and success and health and all these other things and love, how is that all showing up for you? Because let me tell you, it's showing up. Whether you're aware of it or not, it is definitely showing up. It's there. It's what human nature is. It's what human brain does. All right, so this was not as fun. This was not my normal fun conversation. <laughs> this was not a fun episode, <laughs> but it was a really, really important one. 
And the reason why we had to have this conversation is because a lot of that self-loathing and self-hatred that's going on um, and that guilt and that shame, a lot of it's tied into sex and sexuality and our sexual desires and our, and our arousal responses and all of these things. And, and so until we heal and understand that and get a hold of that, it's really hard to be like, yes, I'm a sexual freak and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I'm moving in consent with myself and others. And, you know, somebody who's on my live right now said something really beautiful. These conversations, this is what the, I'm really going to read it to you because it's awesome. These conversations are the path to self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you for, for, for saying that because it's exactly what it is. This is what, where these conversations happen and how, how would we move that way. And if you want to have a hot, awesome sex life, um, then this is a huge piece of it because majority of the population is carrying shame, guilt, and self-loathing about things that they've done, things that they want to do, things that society has told them that is not okay, and sex is a huge piece of that. So learning to master this and clear this and, and come to these places is the, you know, gift and the key to having a yes I love my sex life and all of who I am sexually as a sexual being so that's how, why we had this conversation I mean there's lots of other benefits but let's tie it back into you know me being the holistic sexual wellness specialist girl all right now huh. Let's all do a couple deep breaths because if you've started, if you started this conversation with me and you and you listened to it all the way through, you might have had some moments of like ah! inside and that anxiety that 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 spike is going on in your body. So let's just do some grounding for a second and do some deep breath. Just do some deep breaths before we like sign off with each other. Okay, so I want you to breathe in. Breathe in through your nose, exhale through your mouth, ah. one more time. Breathe in through your nose, exhale through your mouth, ah. and one more time. Breathe in through your nose, exhale through your mouth. Ah. That should help reset your nervous system. If that didn't reset you, then please go to my website if you don't have this or watch the episode that I did um, recently about for, uh, the, the exercise 54321. These are really powerful tools to bring you back into the here and now. Okay. Um, I'll also put a list in how to get a hold of if you sign up for my newsletter um, around trauma that that I take you through that whole process of um, the best tool trigger tool five four three two one. Okay. All right. So, how can you hang out with me? Here's the ways that you can spend more time with me. If you're like, wow, this was a heavy conversation, and I am really ready. I'm completely ready to not let this live carry my life and I want to accept who I am and love who I am um, and it's really important that um, you're ready to do that so please 
you can find me at succulentliving.com. Um, we can do coaching. I have courses, online courses, guided courses, self-study courses, as well as on one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Um, so again, it's succulentliving.com. You can follow me on all the social media platforms under succulentliving.com. Um, if you have any like BDSM education concerns stuff coming up for you, you can follow me under Empress Gaia. Um, you can also find me at EmpressGaia.com, and um, you can you know make sure that you listen um, and continue to follow me on um, my podcast called My Orgasmic Life, and uh, you can find me on all the popular podcasting platforms, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, um, Apple Podcasts, like I'm on all, I'm on all the places. And you can also find my podcast uh, players if you don't have your favorite player already um, at succulentliving.com. Until next time, that's it, that's all. And I lovingly thank you for sitting and holding space for me while I shared and had a conversation that was really uncomfortable for me to have. Um, and I hope that it inspired you. Bye-bye.